Sound Words. Christian Magazine. Volumes 31-40. Republished by Irving Rich. Host of Down to Earth but Heavenly Minded Podcast. The Patriarch Job. The Patriarch of whom we read in this most interesting and instructive book was a Gentile of the land of Uz, which, according to Lamentations chapter 4 verse 21, became the dwelling place of Edom. Job appears to have lived in Uz before the sons of Edom had established their hold on the country, and his age suggests that he was perhaps contemporaneous with Jacob. Another clue as to the time of Job's life comes from the reference to Elihu, the son of Barachel, the Buzite, Job chapter 32 verse 2, for Baz was the son of Nahor, the brother of Abraham, Genesis chapter 22 verse 21. Job lived to the age of 140 years, and Jacob to 147 years. The ages of men, as recorded in the book of Genesis, declined from Noah, who lived for 950 years, Shem, his son, died at 600, Shelah, the grandson of Shem, at 433, and Peleg, the grandson of Shelah, at 239. After three generations comes Abraham, who lived to be 175 years old, and after another three there is Joseph, who died at 110. Moses and Joshua, who died at 120 and 110 years respectively, seem to have lived longer than their contemporaries, for Moses, in Psalm chapter 90 writes. The days of our years are threescore years and ten, showing that by his time the normal span of human life had been brought down to what it is now. The Book of Job. How very remarkable it is that a book which records God's dealings with a Gentile should have a place in the Hebrew canon of Scripture, but this the more attests its authenticity as divinely inspired. For Jewish prejudice would assuredly have excluded it had there been the slightest ground for so doing. It is not of Abraham or of any of his ancestors or descendants that the words are written, that man was perfect and upright, and of whom Jehovah says to Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? That there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God, and escheweth evil. Nothing in the book indicates who the writer was, but the reference to Elihu. The son of Barachel the Buzite, might place the date about the time of Moses, for Baz was the son of Nahor, the brother of Abraham. There is indeed the probability that Moses was the writer. Moses could well have written Genesis and Job during his forty years in Arabia. He was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, which was doubtless used of God in preparing his servant for his future service. Exodus, Numbers and Leviticus were written afterwards, to record the history of Israel, and God's relations with his people, from Egypt to the precincts of the land of Canaan. The authenticity of Job is not only safeguarded by its place in the Hebrew canon, but is confirmed by Ezekiel's reference to the patriarch, when he links him with Noah and Daniel, men who were renowned in Israel as approved of God, for their righteousness. The prophet might have chosen Abraham, Moses and some other notable in Israel's history, but God inspired him to write of Noah, the link between the post and antediluvian periods, Job, of whose righteousness God had specially spoken, and Daniel, who was contemporary with Ezekiel. Further confirmation of the book of Job is found in the New Testament, where James, writing to the twelve tribes, says, Ye have heard of the patience of Job. It was well known to the Hebrews. My name, a meditation. Name above every name thy praise shall fill yon courts through endless days. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Matthew chapter 18 verse 20. The foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let every one that nameth the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 19. 
He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Matthew chapter 12 verse 30. Jesus our Lord is not here, well we know it. He has gone to the Father, but he has left us his name, and the name of a person conveys to the heart all that the person is. The next best thing to having and loving a person is to have and to love and to honor that person's name. My mother may be in heaven, but the name of my mother is loved and cherished and honored as long as I remain in the world to love and honor it. So it is with the believer's Savior and Lord. He is in heaven, he is not here, he is risen, he is glorified with the Father, but he has left us his name. We love the name of Jesus, the Christ of God, the Lord, like fragrance on the breezes his name is spread abroad. He is the true and living center, God's center. And all God's counsels find their center in him. Man's world revolves round man in sin, but God's world revolves round man in righteousness and glory. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of his kingdom. Of him it is said, Thou hast loved righteousness, and hated iniquity, therefore God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9. Now, as Christ is the true center of union, though in heaven, we assemble together in his name on earth. No other name should ever have been named, or even have been heard, in connection with the gathering together of his saints for prayer and praise and worship. The Lord Jesus told his disciples that whatsoever they should ask the Father in his name he would give it them. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name, ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. Ellipsis. At that day ye shall ask in my name, John chapter 16 verses 24, 26. This refers to the saint's day, when the Lord is with the Father and the Comforter is here. It supposes that the saints are here below in the place, by redemption, which the Son of Man occupied when on earth, so that the full value and power of his name avails with the Father. Then we are exhorted in Colossians chapter 3 verse 17, Whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And our testimony in the world is that, there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. J. S. Oliphant.